morning, everyone. This is Donna Tyson, your host for Rivers of Faith here on Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. I want to thank all of you for joining me on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We have just an incredible show today. We're going to be talking about faith and cancer and talking about how sometimes when you find out in your life that you have cancer, that it seems like your world is going to fall apart. And yet somehow through that experience, you grow as a person, you grow in your faith and grow closer to God, and you come away with one of your biggest life lessons. As I started to put this show together today, I had numerous people offer names of people who had inspired them with cancer. And so we've got quite a few people lined up to share their story today. I'm also hoping that any of you who are listening will be... um, willing to call in and share your story. Our phone lines are going to be open throughout the entire show at 646-652-2071. You can also be online and join us on our chat line. If you don't feel comfortable talking on air, you can certainly type me a message and I'll try to answer any questions or pass them on to our guest. We're going to get started this morning because we have a lot to share. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and so you're going to see pink ribbons everywhere um, celebrating those survivors of breast cancer and I am honored this morning to have on a dear friend this morning Miss Sharon Donovan who it has it just been through the breast cancer battle Sharon thank you for joining me you're welcome it's good to be with you Donna uh, it's good to have you here, my friend. Sharon, I'm going to ask you to share your story about your cancer. What kind of cancer did you have, and when did you find out you had it? Well, um, my cancer is breast cancer, and um, I found out, truthfully, um, I had it back in the spring of 2009, Okay, a little over a year ago. Um it didn't quite come as a surprise to me because, as you know, I have dealt with fibrocystic tumors all of my adult life. Mm-hmm. In fact, we used to laugh, my sisters and I, that if I didn't have the fibrocystic breast, I wouldn't have breasts at all because I was so small. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so, you know, having had that, I have always been very cautious, have always had mammograms, um, have always been on the alert for breast cancer, and also my mother had had breast cancer. So um, it really did not come as a huge surprise. Um, Last spring, I guess I was, in 2009, was in the process of opening up a new branch for the bank I work with here in Colonial Beach. And I was very, very busy, but I had noticed there was a change in my breast. And when I looked at that, um, I knew that that was a sign of cancer. So, now, when you say you had a change in your breast, was it a lump? Do you, did you, were you doing a self-exam, or was it a painful experience, or what was going on? No, it wasn't painful at all. Um, the, it was a physical, because the nipple was becoming inverted. Okay. And, of course, my breast had always been full of lumps anyway, so it was very difficult to detect anything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but when I saw that happening, and I had been, you know, a year ago, um, our women's network group had a doctor come in and speak to us on breast cancer, and that was one of the signs that he informed us of, which I had, I had never before. heard that before. I had I never had, heard that before. So an I inverted nipple is a danger sign. A very danger sign. Okay. So I knew right then and there I was in trouble. And I went ahead and made my appointment to see the um, gynecologist to get a breast exam, and I knew she would send me for another mammogram. Um, So this was right after we had opened the bank, and this was in June now. Uh Well, when I saw her, and uh, she touched it, and she said, this isn't good, Sharon, and you're going to need a surgeon. And I said, well, I thought so. So she went ahead and scheduled me for a mammogram and then also a biopsy sonogram. And the biopsy sonogram came back positive with ductal carcinoma, meaning there were cancerous cells in the ducts, milk ducts. So, okay, then I knew I had breast cancer, but we did not know to the extreme. I scheduled my appointment with my surgeon, and I had a female surgeon, Dr. Blanchard, who was absolutely wonderful, and she's a specialist on breast cancer. The moment she touched my breast, she said, Sharon, there's more there. She said, I'm sending you for a CAT scan. So we went for the CAT scan prior to surgery, and it came back positive with other areas of great concern. So she called me and said, Sharon, you only have one choice, and that's a mastectomy. And I said, okay, if we're going to do it, we're going to do a bilateral because I'm going through this once and one time only. I'm not going to come back and do this again. So you only had cancer in one breast, but you had both breasts removed. Yes, I did. Um, I had talked to several other women who had had breast cancer, and a lot of them, it had come back twice. So they went through the procedures again, and I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go through, have them both taken off, and not go back to this again, which um, was a very wise choice. Um, After surgery, the doctor came out and spoke to my husband, and she said the news really wasn't very, very good at all. The amount of cancer they found in the breast was tremendous. It was end up being a nine centimeter, um, like an octopus covering my breast. And because of the size, it now put me in a stage three category, meaning that I am now going to have to go through chemotherapy, radiation, the whole treatment. Um, Also, the pathology report came back a couple of weeks later, and in the right breast, which had not shown any cancer, they found a very minute three-millimeter cancerous tumor. So the wisdom and the decision to have both taken off was very, very wise. Did you have a history of breast cancer in your family, Sharon? Yes, mom had had it. She had had a small tumor. Okay. And she had had, back then, they did a complete radical. That was the only treatment for cancer. So you had a double mastectomy. Did you have reconstructive surgery? I did. We went ahead and planned for reconstruction, not knowing the size of the cancer. Okay. And not knowing whether or not I was going to have the radiation because none of the tests revealed that it would be that great. Mm hmm. Um, she did not know this until she actually went in and saw the cancer. 
in retrospect, looking back, would you make those same decisions to have a double mastectomy and to have reconstructive surgery at the same time you had the breast removed? Looking back, um, yes, I probably would, Donna. Okay. I would go ahead and, and have it done again. Um, That's a whole lot to handle emotionally, Sharon. You know, when you find out you've got cancer, I think there's an emotional issue to deal with there anyway. When you have both breasts removed, there's a whole other identity issue as a female that you deal with, you know, subliminally. And then having new breasts put in and adjusting to that as well. How did you handle all that emotionally? (laughs) Donna, by amazing grace. Okay, by amazing grace and of no power of my own. Um, I'm still amazed. And, you know, this, there's a scripture that came to mind, Philippians 4, 7, um, that God will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. And I never really knew what that meant until I actually experienced that. And I think that was the biggest miracle in my life. Because from the time I found out I had cancer, I had such a peace. And you've always talked about that, Sharon, that that there was a peace from the moment you heard it that you believed you were going to be okay. I did. And there was no fear. No fear at all. The decisions that were made were just made. God just, like, gave me the courage, the strength, the knowledge, and that peace to make that decision. I had no fear going into this whatsoever. Were you a strong Christian before you had the cancer? I'd like to think so, but Donna, but I don't know that we're ever very strong Christians. I think God puts us through trials um, to show us His love, um, His peace, His strength that He gives you. And, you know, day by day, everyone has their trials. And if they look day by day, I think God is showing them that he's there to take them through it. Sometimes we just don't look or listen. And I'm one of those people. I've always believed in God. I've seen him work so many times in my life. And there was no doubt in my mind that he wouldn't be there to work for me. Sharon, when when your friends hear that you have cancer, we want to reach out. You know, we want to reach out. What would you recommend to women listening who have friends that have just found out that they have cancer? What meant the most to you, and what can a friend do to show they love them and to be there to support them? Don, I was so blessed. Um, God had just opened up my community for me and surrounded me by wonderful friends in my neighborhood that sheltered me with love care and compassion they were there um they came to my door they brought me food they sat they laughed with me they gave me um hat party wig party um they were there when i decided to shave my head and we had a head shaving party and (laughs) we just laughed and we had fellowship we had fun um you know they were such strength for me And just being there with me, being a friend, being by my side, driving me to chemotherapy, sitting with me, laughing with me. um, Now, you you had one experience that wasn't positive from a friend. And without naming names, you had someone question you on that. Tell me about that before we go to break. 
she was a young girl that I had befriended years ago that I became a life mentor for, and at that time she was working with me. She, too, had had cancer, and I was there through hers. But when she found out I had, she gave me a very cold shoulder, retreated, um, was not there for me, very negative, negative about work, negative about everything. And, you know, going through this, everyone kept saying, Sharon, this is about you. You have to make this about you. This is one time in your life that you have to be selfish and self-centered because this is what's going to get you through. And I knew going through this, I had to surround myself with only positive people, only people who could love me, believe in me, and support me. And if they could not be there, I had to remove them. And it was very unfortunate that I did have to let the friendship go. Well, and that's an important lesson, that you really do have to become accountable for what you allow into your life, what you listen to, who you surround yourself with. And if you have negative friends, sometimes you just have to cut those cords. Sharon, I appreciate so much you sharing your story with us. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back to talk about faith and cancer. Stay with us. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvage, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers. Join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate Wednesdays, 7 o'clock at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, 1030 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays. 7 o'clock. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4. Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilder, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 800-507-9145. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
welcome back. This is Donna Tyson, your host for Rivers of Faith here on Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. I am so excited about this show as we celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Today we're talking about faith and cancer. The first part of our show, I talked with Sharon Donovan, who shared her beautiful testimony about her recent experience with breast cancer. I now am delighted to welcome another new friend in my life, Miss Jackie Driscoll. Jackie, thank you for being in the studio today with me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell my story. Well, I am so excited, and I'm looking forward to hearing it. Now, you didn't have breast cancer. You had a different form of cancer, right? Right. Tell me a little bit about your story. Um, in April of 2000, I was diagnosed with melanoma. It was a little mole that was on my shoulder that had always been there. Um, yeah, uh, very small. I went in and was told it was melanoma. I Were there was, any signs of that made you go in to have it looked at? Yes. God said, you need to have this checked out. And I thought, this is crazy. This has been here all of my life. Was it painful? No. No my. pain. So you just went on a gut instinct. I did. Okay. And uh, from there, it went to major surgery across the top of my shoulder. And three years later, it moved under my arm and was, I was told, I was stage four. Um, wasn't quite sure what that was, but um, I was told to see an oncologist. This was serious. Still not really understanding what was going on. I left South Carolina and went to North Carolina. And I had 12 surgeries, and I ended up this past year having two more. I've had brain surgery, and all of my melanoma went internally. Oh, my goodness. I've never heard of such a thing. Oh, well, it so did. The, it started with a mole, mm-hmm. and then the melanoma went inside, and now it's also in your brain? It was in my brain. Okay. It's been in my abdomen, near my kidney. Uh in my muscles, um, I've had 52 IL-2 treatments, which is what they administer for melanoma. And uh, believe it or not, my brain surgery was the easiest. Wow. But um, it's been a long battle, uh, and I've been through, like I say, 51 treatments. I'm hospitalized when I do these treatments on a special floor where I'm monitored, and I'm in six days, out two weeks, in six days, out two weeks, and it was over a period of nine months. Wow. So where are you at right now with this, Jackie? Um, I had surgery in April. It was an old tumor that decided it would show its face again. And right now I am sitting pretty with no tumors. And as most people would know, I would think melanoma uh, is caused from the sun. I was a surfer from age 14 until the year of 2000 when I was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those sun worshipers, and I have moles that cover my body. So I'm listening intently to your story here. Um, you know, it, they say that it's exposure to the sun when you're young that then creates the skin cancer later in life. But you're telling me you didn't see any tangible signs. You just had a gut instinct. Now, were you? would you consider yourself to have been a strong Christian and that you were guided by the Holy Spirit in this? 
Well, I think it was an eye-opener, a God-stopper for me when he said, you know, you need to check this out. And I thought, this is crazy. It's been there all my life. But I did. I went on that, and I think that was the first sign that God gave me that we, we're we going to have to go down a long road here that I, for one, did not want to travel. It was sure. not a journey I wanted to take. Sure. And it has been quite a journey. Well... When you found out that indeed that mole that hadn't changed in shape, there was nothing to tell you that it was skin cancer, was indeed going to be a problem, what was your initial reaction? Were you grateful? Were you angry? Were you afraid? What was your emotion? I was angry. In fact, I went home and went on my back porch and and God and I had an angry conversation. Uh You know, how could you do this to me? I'm a surfer. I love the outdoors. I love the beach. This is my life, and it's being taken away from me. I had a a walk with my best friend who went through cancer, and she was very, very angry. She felt like she had done her part in seeking treatment and in going through everything, and when she couldn't beat the cancer, she was very, very angry at God, and she died angry at God on that. How do you move from anger to acceptance, Jackie? Well, I've watched him work through my surgeries. I watched him do different things. Uh, you know, when I would travel to North Carolina, the anger that and, and the bitterness that I sh- was reacting to other people was not fair, and I knew that. But there were some things that um, in James, uh, the book of James, that it said, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials and tribulations of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish, finish its work so that you may mature completely, not lacking anything. And I had a doctor tell me that, you know, that I had to um, get through this. And uh, it was not easy. It did not happen overnight. And here we are in 2010, and I was a stage four in 2003. Yes, God has stepped in and played a major part in my belief and my trusting. I'm not in control. And again and again, I want to reinforce this. When you see somebody who is angry in life, especially when it has to do with a health issue, anger is always a mask for pain. Always. It is a mask for pain. And if you see that anger, how would you recommend, Jackie, that people that love you recognize that it's pain and deal with you? Well, um, I'm a member of a Bible study, and they would come to my house, and they were always praying over me. I ran into some people when I was in the hospital in North Carolina where I was doing treatments and uh, that were struggling with it and really mad about their situation and where they were. And I asked the oncology nurse, I said, if you have anybody on this floor that is struggling with their treatments and don't understand I am here to talk. And so I feel that I have been led to tell my story to help people understand that you can get through these trials and tribulations if you persevere. And isn't that part of the healing, Jackie and Sharon? I think you're still on the line with us. As you share your testimony, and Sharon, this is the first time you've done this on air publicly, 
don't you think that's part of the healing of the spirit when you realize that your test really can have the power to be a stepping stone for somebody else to make it through I agree I I think that's what God one of his purposes for me because I have worked with many many cancer patients other than melanoma and my part is to encourage them you never give in you never give up and you don't take no for an answer Mm-hmm. How about you, Sharon? Um, that's very, very true. When I was going through mine, um, the question came up, you know, you ask, why me, Lord? And I answered it by saying, why not me, Lord? Uh-huh. You know, am I so special that I cannot be plagued with a disease? Um, and, you know, it was, when I went through this, I thought, you know, you have a choice of how you're going to go through it. And my choice was to have faith lean on God because not only am I going to learn things and I'm learning things and having to rely on him but those who are not Christian are looking they're watching and when they see a Christian person go through such a trial and see the joy on your face and see the confidence that you have in God knowing that you're going to be fine and you know the joy of the Lord is our strength Mm -hmm. and I leaned on that and we become a witness to other people Well, both of you ladies are incredible in this. And Jackie, I just love that scripture that you quoted from James. Do you find that the Bible gives you strength in that? What is your daily ritual? Because you're still going in and out. You've just been in again recent. Um, How are you dealing with ongoing the fact that, I guess I was wrong because I asked both of you ladies what kind of cancer did you have. I put it in a past tense, but I don't know that it's ever in a past tense, is it? Well, for melanoma, uh, no. It can pop up at any point in time. But what I've learned is that I can't fix it. I can't change it. Uh, my life is in God's hands, and he's the only one that can get me through it. And since 2003, that's exactly what he's done. And I keep my faith and my trust in him, and that's the only way I can go from day to day. I can't imagine going through cancer and not believing that there was a God who had a bigger picture in hand in it. Um, how do you share your testimony with non-believers, Jackie? Well, I've been to the church, and sometimes the people in church may not be. I've given my testimony at different functions. I, I speak with the people not knowing when I am at my hospital in North Carolina if they're Christians or not, but I let them know I would not be here stage four in 2009, 2010, if it were not for God. And that I believe, and you have to believe in your prayers. When you are praying for healing and guidance and wisdom, you have to believe in what you're praying for. And sometimes that's exactly what cancer does for us, is it brings us to a point you have to ask, what do I really believe? Not, you know, what was convenient, but what do I really believe about life and death? Everybody I've ever talked to has said that 
cancer gave them life lessons. I talked to a lady who said it gave her the ability to say no, that she was just a, a, a busy holic. She was always working in the community. She was always chairing another event. And that when she found out she had cancer, it gave her permission to tell everybody no and to slow down. And that she truly believed that's why she had the cancer, was to learn that lesson to take care of herself, and it was okay to say that. Jackie, what do you think was your life lesson in this? Um, That life wasn't always a piece of cake. That Hmm. life comes with trials and tribulations. I really did not expect them to be this much and Hmm. have to endure the surgeries that were horrific and the treatments that were bad. But, um, you know, one of the things, another verse I kept in my mind was Romans 8:28. We know that all things work together for the good for those who love our God and those who have been given a purpose according to his will. And I feel a lot of my life has been given a purpose to help other people, not just with melanoma, but all types of cancer. And I have been called upon to um, visit these people. Absolutely. Well, I want to encourage those listening, please call us if you have experienced cancer in your life. Share your story with us. Our phone lines are open at 646-652-2071. Again, that number is 646-652-2071. Encourage those of you who are on the chat line, please keep chatting with us. Let us know what you're thinking about here. Ladies, I'm going to take a short break. We'll be right back continuing our talk on faith and cancer here on um, Rivers of Faith. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try, Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get Wild with wildlife? Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. At Scalore, visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver, Life is Good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing 
in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats galore at barefoot.com. Hi, this is Gina Tremarco with the Martini Meeting. Listen to the Martini Meeting with Eileen Soizan and myself every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. on Zeus Radio for HearWomenTalk.com. Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. with Rivers of Faith. This is Donna Tyson on Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. We have a wonderful show today. I am just so grateful for the women who are online sharing their stories of of faith and cancer. Sharon, you said something during break to Jackie that I'd like for you to repeat on air if possible. Well, I told Jackie she's such an inspiration just listening to her and listening to the longevity that she's had to deal with her cancer and what inspiration is to me because as a cancer patient um, that's always in the back of your mind is when is it going to come back and she has just been such an inspiration to me on how she's dealt with that absolutely and and Jackie I I want to applaud you on that because you speak very openly that you're aware that this is ongoing and your your positive spirit with that is so encouraging I understand we have one of your friends online now this is a coincidence although nothing is ever an accident I have uh, Miss Kay Alford on the line now Kay thank you for joining me thank you for having me Donna this morning, uh, Kay is on the line because I called her last night and said, Kay, I don't know you personally, but I understand that you have a beautiful testimony about cancer, and would you be willing to share that? Miss Martha Hunt had given me your name, and when we got online air this morning and I was talking to Jackie, she said that you all are great friends. We're wonderful friends. We, we go back a long, long way. Amazing. Well, how nice to have both of you on. Kay, could you tell me about your cancer? Yours wasn't breast or melanoma. It was a totally different kind. No, mine was totally different. Um, in 2007, I woke up with something as simple a stuffy nose. I uh, went to the drugstore, tried to cure it myself. Um, had no, um, no help with that. So ended up with a, a doctor in Myrtle Beach. He sent me directly uh, that day for a CT scan. Um, the next week, I'm told that I have sinus cancer. Um, very rare. I am a seamstress by trade, have been sewing my whole life, and my first question to the doctor in Charleston was, does it have anything to do with fabric? And he said, no, not really. Uh, so anyway, we began in 2007. I had some major surgery. Um, seven weeks of chemo, radiation, you know, the whole bit. Um, it was hard. It was very hard. Um, it took my life down a, a whole new road. Um, I um, ended up in the hospital just about dead, um, six months of a feeding tube, um, and um, 2008 was a great year. I didn't have any cancer. 2009, hello, it's here again. So um, Sinus cancer again? 
sinus cancer. Uh, actually, I had a reoccurrence under um, my eye. Um, okay. We um, searched one line. I actually went to the doctor with my um, medical doctor, and I said, what do you think about this? And he said, you need to have that checked. So I went to back to Charleston. Now, I go to Charleston, whereas I heard Jackie goes to, to North Carolina. But um, anyway. Um, okay, wait a minute. What yeah, did you see under your eye? Was it a lump? It was just a little knot, just okay. a little tiny knot. Okay. And um, so it, it had reoccurred, so we just take it out. And it's funny because I go and have my body, when Jackie was talking about melanoma, I go every year and have a, you know, a body look. So uh, my um, dermatologist was so pleased at, at the surgery that was done under my eye because she couldn't see it. And, and, you know, all was well, all was well. And then in 2010, uh, I, I'm not going to say my world fell apart, but... Um, I had to dig a little deeper uh, for this thing, this wonderful thing called faith, because um, I eventually lost my eye. That you say in 2010, Kay? When did that happen? Yes, it, um, I actually lost my eye June 7th. It was just a very wow. few, mo- few months ago. Few months ago. Now, um, was that the progression of the sinus cancer into it, the eye? It, it was. It was. Um, the eye itself was not affected. It was the orbit and the areas around the eye. Um, but, you know, they couldn't save the eye. And, um, you know, I, I said, by the grace of God, he gave us two eyes. And I don't need but one eye to, to, to live and to function and to, and to, you know, do what I can to um, further his kingdom. And that's what he's given me the, the chance to do. So, Kay, within the last 90 days, you have lost your eye. Are you wearing a patch? I am wearing a patch. <laughs> okay. Are you going to have a prosthesis put in, or will you have I a false am. eye? I am. Um, actually, I went last week, and uh, we've gotten started. You know, it's kind of a humbling thing to look into a little box and it be full of what the medical industry calls globes, but they mm-hmm. were actually beautiful hand-painted eyes, and I was so excited to choose one that looked as near mine and um, so that process should start uh, in November so I'm actually very excited about it you know Kay I have a a degenerative eye disease and I'm going blind in both eyes and when I had to start wearing my thick glasses I found out that I had uh, I had a layer there of ego that I didn't know existed because I was very self-conscious of that and God really had to work with me on that and I didn't even know I would have never called myself egotistical or about my looks and um, but I had to I really had to go through some real soul searching to get to a point of gratitude that I could put glasses on and see how are you dealing with the cosmetic issue of wearing a patch and losing an eye. Well, you know, Donna, I think this is another God thing. I've never been really vain. Um, I feel that God gave me a talent many, many years ago to be uh, to service people, and He gave me the talent of being a seamstress. And so, I never really took any time for myself. Um, you know, a tube of lipstick and a toothbrush is basically all I ever <laughs> needed, and, uh, which was a good thing. But um, anyway, and I have not given, I have not cried. I, I, I love what Sharon said earlier when she talked about peace. I have not cried, and I have been at peace. 
from day one of my cancer because I know that God gives these things to people for a purpose. And I have shared and, and, and testimony to many, many people through this. I did that before with my simple thing as, as my sewing. As God gave me this, this talent to do what I do for you, and I'm blessed because I'm able to bless you. But um, anyway, it's, it's funny because I'm having problems with my hearing. And um, so locally, one of the little girls that I spoke to, I said, you know, I really am having some trouble, and, and I'm possibly going to get a hearing aid. And she was so sweet because she said, oh, Miss Kay, will that not bother you to wear a hearing aid? And I said, oh, darling, think about it. I don't have an eye. I'm really not going to be upset about wearing a hearing aid. And that made me feel good because I think people don't see the patch now. They see the ability for me to share and, and say it's okay. You know, my daughter has cried endless times, and my husband's cried himself to sleep. But I have not cried yet because I know I'm going to be fine. Well, I can't tell you how beautiful that is, Kay. I, I just so appreciate you sharing that. I'm going to ask you to stay online if you can. We have another caller online right now. Um, Christina is calling from Arizona. Christina, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. That's what I was going to ask you is what, if you could um, share your experience with us. Right. Mine is not um, a personal experience. I mean, it, I haven't had uh, cancer, but uh, my passion is uh, hospice, and I have um, had a lot of different experiences with family, friends, um, patients, etc. And um, when I knew you were going to do the show, the first person that came to my mind was a woman that I um, that I worked with that that had breast cancer and had her left breast removed. Christina, I'm going to have to ask you to speak up just a little bit. I, I'm having a hard time hearing you through the air. Oh, okay. Is this better? Uh, yeah, that's that's better. That's better. Okay. I, okay. Um, anyway, um, I I was uh, assigned to to this patient who um, had had her left breast removed um, and and did not make the choice of having her right one removed at the at, like the first caller did. Um, and she uh, was very, very, very ill, and, and her daughter at the time that, that this cancer um, was diagnosed was only two, two or three years old. Mm-hmm. So she was a very, um, a very devout Christian, and she just had a talk with God and said, if you will let me live to, let my, to see my daughter grow up, um, I, will, I will do your work for as long as you'll have me here. And um, she just lived a life of gratitude um, and uh, recovered until she was 62, and it came back in her bones. Yeah. Um, Christina, I'm having a real hard time hearing you, and I don't know if it's our connection or exactly what's going on with it. I appreciate so much you calling in and sharing your story about your friend. Um, I think for many people, when they find out that they have cancer, we go into a bargaining mode with God. Um, You know, God, if you'll just walk with me through this. And we're going to have to take a short break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that aspect of it, about do we make deals with God in order to heal. You all stay tuned. We'll be right back with Rivers of Faith. 
Hi, this is Jessica Dorvage, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. That's galore. Visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver. Life is good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats Galore at Barefoot.com. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. Hi, folks. This is Private Investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at AbramsForensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at AbramsForensics.com. That's AbramsForensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code H. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Thank you so much for staying with us. This is Donna Tyson, your host for Rivers of Faith here on Hear Women Talk on Zeus Radio Network. Today we're talking about faith and cancer and I'm just so honored to have the women that have shared their stories of courage and faith and inspiration with each of us. We have another caller online, Kathy Richards. Kathy, thank you for calling in. Well, thank you, Donna. Now, Kathy is another one that I spoke to prior to the show and asked her to share her story. Kathy, tell me a little bit about your cancer. You've been through the same battle twice, right? Well, yeah, but not as the second time was not as bad as the first. Um, <clears throat> in 2006, we were getting ready to retire, and we had been down to Myrtle Beach many times looking for land, and just as we we're getting ready to maybe purchase a lot um, I had these lumps on the sides of my 
my neck and I thought it was, you know, maybe having a sore throat or having some type of infection and didn't do anything about it. And then my son heard me talk, my youngest son heard me talking to my mother-in-law and after Christmas he came home and said to my husband, what's mom, what's mom sick about or why isn't she going to the doctor? And my husband didn't know anything about it. So I went to the doctor and found out that I had um, stage 4 lymphoma. And before wow. that, I'm, I felt like I was healthy, just very tired. So there was no pain? You were just really tired and had lumps? Yep. I just had lumps on the, each side of my neck. And uh, actually, in August, I had gone to my doctor and said, please do a blood screen or something. I'm so tired. And the nurse called back and said, if you'd like to talk to the doctor about being depressed, she'd love to talk to you. And (laughs) that was the last time I saw that doctor. (laughs) Of course, of course. And, you know, that's an important point. It is so critical who we choose to walk with us medically through this journey. Somebody that is has faith and somebody that has a bedside manner is really important, isn't it? Yes, that's true. So, Kathy, they told you that you had stage four, and what did you do from there? Well, right away I started um, treatment with my doctor here in Fredericksburg, and I went into it not, I mean, like a baby, not knowing anything. And I guess the Lord was just preparing me because um, you hear cancer, and right away you think death. And I just, mm-hmm. I had a, a spirit about me that I wasn't afraid. I was never afraid. Um, I didn't cry. Um, I was just a little bit nervous about cutting my hair because I kind of had longer hair. But after that, it was bandanas. And my husband would often say, why don't you wear a wig to church? And I'm like, I just don't need <laughs> a wig. I can't stand it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And, you know, there's a program out there called Look Good, Feel Good that I want to make sure everybody knows about. And I think they're all over the country. But if you're going through cancer and losing your hair is an issue, look it up online. Look Good, Feel Good. They teach you how to wear hats and wigs and bandanas and how to strut with it. So um, I would encourage you all to check out that resource. Yeah, Kathy? I did go that. Yeah. <laughs> so you put on your bandanas and you went to church. I did, and I, I mean, I felt good. I went through my whole cancer um, with the chemo and never didn't get sick. Of course, I was tired, but the end of 2006, I had a bone marrow transplant and used my own cells, and I didn't get the mouth sores or any sickness like they thought, but it was after my treatment that I got sick because I was on all these medications, mm-hmm. and my husband was a little bit more foreseen than I was in he would talk to the doctors and say, she just needs to get off this medicine. And as soon as I was, I, I got better. Great. You know, I want to, uh, Sharon, I'm going to come to you on this because um, she's talking about the medicines after the fact. And I guess all of you may have had this experience. There are a lot of us that um, after the diagnosis of cancer, you're put on prescription medicines to help you deal with issues and that creates a bigger problem than what you were dealing with with the cancer. Um, That is true. Um, Since I had had the breast surgery, I was on painkillers and right now my age is not letting me remember the name of the drug. Oxycontin. Um, Oxycontin. (laughs) Thank you. And, you know, you you hear stories about people being addicted to it and I became an Oxycontin drug addict. Mm-hmm. And I stayed on it because 
being on it, I was not. I didn't feel the healing of the breath so much um, because here you had foreign particles in your body, and everything's trying to um, grow together and adjust and trying to be normal, and it's painful, very very painful. And this is Sharon Donovan, who was talking to us, our first guest, about the breast cancer. Um, you know, we still have Jackie online. Jackie, did you have any problem with drug, prescription drugs along the way? You've been on a 10-year journey with this. Well, my father was an alcoholic. My son is a recovering addict. Uh, they would give me these drugs after my surgeries, and when I was in the hospital, I really had no control because they put it in the vein. Sure. Or, but uh, when I left there, I asked for no pain medication, and my surgeon told me, he said, I understand. He said, I just want you to take Advil. And I would live through a lot of the pain, but most of the time when I had the major surgeries, I was in the hospital, and they controlled it. And that's something I had to sort of kind of let go of. But when mm -hmm. I came home, I didn't bring it with me. I refused to bring it because of my father. And so my you son. know it's there. Yeah. Kay, what about you? Have you had any issues with the prescription drugs afterwards? Donna, I did not. Uh, basically, they had a hard time getting me to take the pain medication. <laughs> I have a very okay. high tolerance of pain, and I, I kind of can relate with Jackie. My mother was an alcoholic, and um, I never wanted to do anything to jeopardize, you know, um, my future. So um, I chose to, you know, I'm like an Advil or whatever that got me through the day. But, but yeah, that they tried to give me actually something for depression, and I thought, I'm not depressed. I'm alive through the grace of God. I don't need anything for depression. So, I, you know, I can relate to what they're saying mm -hmm. very much. And, Kathy, that is such an important point because I'm telling you, for so many of us, you said you went into this as a child not knowing anything about cancer or what would the treatment was. So if they hand you something, you're going to take it. You know, most people are going to take it unless they have, a warning sign, you know, of, because of something, an experience with their family and addiction. That's true. And, uh, again, my grandpa was an alcoholic. My mom has recently become one, and <clears throat> the doctors make it so easy for you to get whatever you want. And I was headed that way. And uh, I finally I had to sit down and tell my husband, I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. I... It's like a search for the drug, even though you know that God is in control. And he's the one that had to give me the power to say that because I was embarrassed. And um, I just, I had to go cold turkey. And by the grace of God, I am, you know, clean today. And that's hard. Um, you know, if, you, if anybody who's ever tried to break from a prescription drug, it's really, really hard. Yes, it so. is. And Romans... Romans 12, 12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And without hope in Christ, how does one carry on? Which is true because, like um, another one of your callers said, it's always in the background of your mind, when is this coming back? And even yesterday I got my PET scan <clears throat> from my relapse back, and I was half expecting to hear, yes, it's still there, but... God was had mercy on me, and it's clear. That's great. 
That is great. Ladies, I am just so grateful to each of you. We've all had different experiences. Everybody has dealt with a different form of cancer that is called in. Christina, I'm so sorry we lost your call along the way. Christina wanted to make sure that everybody knew that the woman that she had talked about that had gotten sick and made the bargain with God did live an amazing life and was fine with when the cancer came back and continued to be an inspiration. I think there's an ongoing theme here, though the circumstances are different. Each one of you paid attention to your body. Um, each one of you have shared, you know, that you followed your gut instincts in in securing um, further treatment and looking for help. Every one of you have you know, very consciously, proactively gone and had your body checked. Um, and ladies that are listening, I know sometimes we're so busy taking care of other people that we don't take care of ourselves. But please, please pay attention to your body. You know your body better than anybody else in the world. And please pay attention to lumps or signs or just gut instincts that something isn't right there. Follow up and get the medical help that is needed. Look out um, look out for yourself on this so that you will be able to be proactive in getting treatment in this. And for each of you that shared your story today, I want you to know that you have been angels unaware. Uh, these shows are archived after they air. Within 24 hours, they are on the Hear Women Talk site. If you have a friend who finds out they have cancer or that is dealing with a difficult situation with a family, member with cancer, please come to the archives, pull up this show, let them listen to these stories of hope and encouragement. Again, Sharon, thank you. Jackie, thank you. Kay, thank you. Kathy Richards, thank you. Christina, thank you. All of you who listen on Tuesday mornings and join in with us on Rivers of Faith. May the Rivers of Faith carry you gently today. May God keep his healing hand on all of you, my guests. God bless. Join us next week.